everyone. Welcome to the Chica Travel Podcast. And for those who are listening for the first time, my name is Lela B. This podcast is the ultimate stop for everything you need to know to turn your trips into amazing experiences. So welcome, welcome, welcome. This week on the show, I am joined by Dineo Zonge Maduna, and we are talking all about her home province, Mpumalanga. I'm so, so excited for you guys to hear this because I took a different approach and I kind of asked her to share, you know, her suggested itineraries for different types of travelers. So open your notes app and be ready because she is going to be sharing such amazing info. I hope you will enjoy this conversation. I, you know what, in my head, I want to stop saying conversations because I realize that I use that word quite a lot on this intro. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do, please show Dineo some love on her social media at Dineo underscore Zonke. Here's the chat. Enjoy. Hello, Dineo. Welcome to the Chica Travel Podcast. Hi, Lelo. Thanks so much for having me. Finally, you made it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, finally. I've been wanting to be a part of it. Thank you. I know. I've also been wanting to have you. I mean, since, you know, you did your 30 countries before turning 30, I think we have been talking about having you on the podcast. But how are you doing? I see you busy traveling all over Mpumalanga. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Um, yeah, I've been trying to just um, see a bit more of the province um, over the last few months. But yeah, it's been great. I'm great. Yeah. Haven't you no seen a lot of it by now? No, there's still <laughs> like, there's so much to see. And I still have like a list that's always growing. So mm. yeah, I think, I don't know how long it will take me, but I mean, I use, you know, my spare time and weekends wisely to just yeah explore <laughs> so are you working now nine to five or is this your thing travel yes i am i am i actually went um went back to work um when was it in june last year mm-hmm. yeah i got a job in june last year so now i'm working nine to five um during the week and yeah but what i like about it it's it's a bit flexible so mm-hmm. and i mean because of the current um pandemic and you know, the um, situation that we're in, I've been able to work from home. And, Thank goodness. Yeah, I guess working from home sometimes means working from a hotel room, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the best thing about working from home, that we could travel but still be able to do work, right? I think that's the, the best mm-hmm. thing. So yes. you are so obsessed with travel. I love your obsession with travel. <laughs> when was the <laughs> The first trip you ever went on, what was that, that trip? And what was the trip that made you fall in love with travel? Ooh, okay. Um, I think, I mean, I can't think that far back, but mm-hmm. um, I know I started traveling mainly with my parents. So with my parents and my sisters. Um, yeah, so we'd travel a lot during, like, let's say, once a year, we just make sure we either travel within the province, I mean, the province or the country or mm. go um, abroad. And I think one of the trips that I really enjoyed um, most with my family was going to Namibia. Mm. Um, but I can't even remember what year this was, but I may have been probably about like seven, eight years old. Mm. Um yeah, and it was it was very nice because we had um it was a road trip from um here in Mpumalanga. So we all um, got in one of those big um, 
what is it like a combi type of vibe <laughs> yeah. and then drove all the way to um, Namibia making stops along the way and um, yeah I really enjoyed it I think I liked it a lot because um, I think that's where my sense of kind of adventure came in because mm. when we were there we um, had a flat tire um, it was very, very I mean Namibia is always like very very hot so it was extremely hot and one of our tires burst, so we were standing on the side of the road for, I don't know, I think like two, three hours waiting for the mm. people from our hotel to come um, assist us so that we can just, you know, be able to get to the hotel because we hadn't arrived yet. Mm. Um, yeah, but I think even in that situation, being, you know, in the blazing hot sun and, you know, as siblings, we kind of get, get on each other's nerves at mm. times. So it wasn't the most pleasant, um, you know, few hours of our trip. But yeah. I enjoyed it because I think I saw then that anything can happen on a trip. And mm. it's all about just, you know, making it work. And also not, basically, we didn't make that situation ruin, um, you know, our, our, our whole trip. Because the thing is, yeah, we... we um, the tire burst and stuff and we were still able to then fix that and continue with our trip so yeah it's yeah I think that's where I think my love for travel or yeah one of the trips that I remember as a child that is amazing and I think the fact that it was your parents that actually you know inserted that love for travel is even more special Mm -hmm. so you loved travel so so much that you decided one day that I'm gonna quit my job And I'm going to make sure that I have traveled to 30 countries before I turn 30. And you were backpacking throughout that experience. So tell me about that decision. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so basically what happened, it's it's funny because the 30 countries before 30 only came in um, after I had quit my job and started traveling because I started. So basically, yeah, so it's not something, you know, as, you know, for years and years was something I wanted to do. It just mm-hmm. so happened that because of the roots, because when I quit my job in 2018, um, then I went to Central and South America to backpack. So I realized then that with the time frame, so with the year that I'd be traveling, mm-hmm. I realized that I'd be seeing, um, you know, I think um, I traveled to, I think 12 countries at the, at the, during that period. So I realized then that, um, the countries that I'd been to, I think I, I was on 19 or, or something. So I realized yeah. that I can actually make, I can actually make 30 countries 30. before 30. Um, yeah. So then that became my mission. And obviously that's also, um, I, I needed to decide how, how long I stay in each country to make it work because um, even though it was a year of traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I left in, in September and my birthday is in April. So I had to reach those, um, you know, that goal before the year was over, mm. if that makes sense, because mm. because um, I would have then turned 30 um, and I wanted to reach that goal. So, yeah, so in March, so it took me from September until March um, to then, yeah, March 2019, yeah, mm-hmm. to then cover that, you know, all those 11 countries. And, yeah, when I then crossed the border from, um, it was Costa Rica to Panama, yeah. And mm. Panama was my 30th country. 
Sure. Yeah. That that was really amazing, I mean, to, to see. And you went from all sorts of places and you have quite a lot of information on your website. So I'm gonna encourage people to just go into your blog to just read all about, you know, the decision to travel to uh, to uh, Central um um Central America, because you did say that Central and South America, that you the reason why you chose those places, you looked at, you know, what was cheap and what would be cheap for, for you, especially because you were back exactly. Yes, oh wow, I can't wait to be sponsored. Please, if you're listening, <laughs> it's time. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was not sponsored at all. So I basically um saved i used all my savings um mm. most of them um so i used my savings to um you know travel to central and south america and um yeah it was it was it was a crazy experience i think mm. um yeah it was crazy because it was also so affordable um it, it's always because i think um asia and you know central and south america for backpacking especially are yeah. um the most um affordable, affordable. Um, regions to mm. yeah to to travel in affordable in a sense that i mean yes the flight from south africa to there is the main part of um the, you know the cost mm-hmm. but then once you set foot there accommodation is very affordable accommodation can be i think um the cheapest um that the that i paid for accommodation was about 50 something rand per night and wow. it was literally like a very, a very um, comfortable, very nice place. It's, it's actually a hotel group um, called Selena. So they have quite a lot of, um, um, you know, accommodation along Central and South America. And I think also in, in um, Spain, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's, it's mainly within that region. It's, if, if you've backpacked before or if you will, you will hear of this um, hotel group, which is quite mm-hmm. popular and a lot of backpackers stay in these places. And it's, it's a very nice place. Like the, you know, the hotels are very nice. They're quite, um, the designs are quite cool. Like one, one place I liked was the, um, the reception was, um, it, it basically have, you, you know, those, um, what is it? Those, those old VW um beach buggy type of cars yes. so the reception yeah the counter had that car you know what i mean so it was it was such a yeah it looked very nice and creative so yeah i really liked those kind of places um but yeah other than you know accommodation um i try to make sure that i'm staying close to where the where the activities are mm. so that of course you know i don't need to stay in the luxury places but I'm, I'm close to the activity, so I'm cutting mm. costs um, with accommodation, but at least I can be able to then, you know, do the activities I want to do um, in the various areas where I am. Yeah, look, I, you know, I, I think if there's one thing in Yichalilayo, it's that to just go and travel the world like that. But yeah, you know, some of us chose to have kids, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. Through I'm you sorry. Guys. I think I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't be be able to do it. Or you know, I think my priorities would have been different if mm. I, I did. I did have children or had someone that you know um, was dependent on me. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think also making this decision to travel to 30 countries and just mm. leave everything and go. It was. It was something that um, I needed to do. Something crazy. Um, it was in my twenties. Beautiful. Yeah. Crazy I, and beautiful. I think, yeah, I was like, I want to do something crazy. And I mean, I do want to travel. So 
I'm not going to think about the long run, how I'm going to be able to afford things because it's not that I was making an income while I was traveling. I simply was traveling. So I'd Mm -hmm. wake up to just chill on the beach or like, you know, explore places, go to go on tours and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, but I mean... (laughs) And you may not have been making money through that period, um, you know, but I mean, it was such an amazing experience that I'm sure you would not trade for anything. What would you yes, say yes. was the biggest takeaway from that experience? Um, I think it taught me a lot about myself, like what I can tolerate as a person and just who I am as a person, because I mean, there were times, I mean, there are times where I would want to, you know, let's say I had to like, deprive myself of certain luxuries Mm. because I knew that it's going to cost, you know, um, it's going to cost a bit more. And let's say a meal somewhere, um, Mm. let's say I'm going to a restaurant having um, lunch and lunch would be like 250 rand. And I'm thinking that 250 rand could actually, you know, um, I I could spend two more nights somewhere else and um, rather have street food um, than, you know, um, having that one meal, is it really worth it? Um, am I trying to eat to, yes, of course, we want to enjoy the food and street food is, um, I think it is um, tasty and delicious, depending on obviously where you are, but I've had good experiences with it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think I had to just, yeah, uh, trade a few things um, in order for me to make that work. So I think um, it really taught me to just appreciate the small things in life, firstly, mm-hmm. Um, and also just learn um, more about myself in terms of the things that I know that I may want, but I can live without. Yeah. So, sure. so yeah. Beautiful. Then um, I think um, um, I was, I was also impressed by, you know, how concise and comprehensive everything, you know, all the information that you put on your blog about the, this, that experience. So I think for everyone who's mm. interested, you know, please go check out Dineo's website. She even has a list of what are the, the clothing items that she packed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This particular trip. So that was really, really, that was really awesome. I think for anyone, you know, thinking of embarking on something like that, you, you really gave good, good, good tips for them. So Thank wait, you. before we move on, because I'm excited to talk to you about Mpumalanga, one last question. So Jessica Nabongo, you know, you know her, catch me, catch yes. me if you can, right? So she did a whole, yes. all these countries. Are you looking at doing something like that? Um, not necessarily. I think, I mean, of course, I'd want to travel to a lot of countries, but mm-hmm. I'm not really, I think right now um, I'm at a point where I'm not really looking to travel to you know making a goal to travel to every single country in the world Mm -hmm. so I'm not about that because there also still are other countries that I'd like to go back to I mean even with you know Central and South America there are countries that I could only spend um, I think for instance that was Belize Mm -hmm. I spent about a week there and I know I'd want to go back to discover so much more in the country Mm -hmm. so um, yeah I don't think I'm looking to you know, um, travel to every country in the world. But I mean, of course, I still want to see a lot of other countries. Yeah. And I guess also to, to actually spend quite a bit of time, you know, in that in that particular country and explore. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Mpumalanga, your favorite, <laughs> favorite, favorite destination in South Africa because it's your home. Yes, it is. <laughs> so when we move on to SA, though, you know, a lot of South Africans will will say, 
South African tourism, well, tourism in South Africa is super expensive for us as South Africans. It's made for, for you know, um, international tourists. What is your view on that? Um, I'd have to agree to a certain extent because um, I do feel like traveling within South Africa is, um, you know, expensive compared to the other countries that I've been able to um, travel to mm. um, because I firstly feel that um, the accommodations just generally um, on the higher higher end of things. So your average South African can't necessarily afford, um, you know, let's say 500 Rand um, for accommodation. And of course that's maybe on the cheaper side for um, the working class and people that can actually afford that. But um, someone who's getting paid, um, per month mm. I, I think I think you know let's say 3,000 rand or something mm. cannot then afford to you know use that a big a big chunk of their salary for accommodation for a night somewhere else so it, it is expensive and I also think that um, the pl- public transport system in the country is a you know it's not designed to help us explore the country mm-hmm. um, in a sense that yes there are um, you know, taxis or buses or Ubers or whatever, but the bu- the buses will only take you, um, you know, for instance, I'm in Nalspreet now, um, it will take me to jo- Johannesburg Central, but from there, um, then you need to use another means of transport mm. and stuff. And and those costs add up a lot. And I think, um, yeah, it, it's, it is more on the expensive side. So I would have to agree that... Um, you know, I, I think the tourism industry. There's more. Um, that they can, I mean, they can't. Yeah, there's more they they can do to yeah to try make it um, yeah better better yeah accessible for South Africans to be able to travel in because right now um, it is mainly for internationals because they simply mm-hmm. are the ones that can afford you know these things. Mm-hmm. Okay, got you. So. Why why do you love Bumalanga so much? I know besides the fact that it's your home, uh, <laughs> what do you love the most about it as a travel destination? I think okay, I think I like the fact that um it's it's like an adventurous type of destination. I mean, I really like being outside. I like um, mm. you know, hiking or seeing natural type of um what is it, sites. So I like the fact that there are a lot of waterfalls to um you know, to hike to, or not even to hike to, to just walk to because they're accessible um, mm-hmm. in that in that way. Um, yeah, and I like that there's, there's like, it's scenic. There's a lot of mm-hmm. viewpoints that just, mm-hmm. or, you know, um, routes, you know, um, that leave you in awe because it's simply just, you can't believe your eyes. It's simply just that beautiful. So, yeah, I like that about it. <laughs> So when are they making you a tourism? Or have they made you a tourism ambassador? <laughs> no, no, they haven't. They haven't. <laughs> they need, Ask they them. To. I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> they are sleeping because nobody has ever sold Mpumalanga. I've never seen anybody sell Mpumalanga the way you do. Like, honestly, they should be paying you for all the work that you're doing for that province. Absolutely should. Yeah, yeah. That's a conversation for another day. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, so I am, um, you know, a lot of people are interested in, in Mpumalanga and for the reasons that you've just mentioned now, you know, how beautiful it is, how scenic it is in the waterfalls. I mean, the waterfalls, when I see the pictures that you put there, I'm like, oh my God, this is all in South Africa. We don't need to go to 
Vic Falls or wherever else to see such such beautiful things. So I, I would like you to help my listeners with some itineraries. Né? So th- there are different types of people that listen to to this podcast. So I'm just thinking for someone who wants to who wants to go to Mpumalanga, but they are the type of traveler who enjoys relaxation, luxury, and they want to take beautiful pictures for Instagram. What would you suggest for this person to go? Let's say I have a weekend that I want to go to Mpumalanga. Let's say about three days. What would you suggest I do? Um, okay, so let's say for about like a weekend, I think um, in terms of um, accommodation, mm-hmm. firstly, I, I actually just discovered um, this very nice place called Serenity Forest Lodge. So it actually looks like um, you need to Google it. So please do um, find mm. it. But it looks like um, it reminds me of like Bali in a way, in a sense that they have those. Um, it, it's it's along a lake. Um so and they have it's it's you know along um a river so there's a lot of water and then it's also got those bamboo type of houses so it's made out of like bamboo it's like wooden so it's honestly very very beautiful I still haven't got a chance to visit and I want to want to go so bad so that's something nice it's a bit on the high end um price wise I mean high meaning I think per night it's roughly about like 4,000 rand or so for two people. So it's not mm. too pricey, but I mean, it's still not the most um, cheapest. So that's, that's something that I suggest they do. And that's that place, um, Serenity Forest Lodge is based in, um, Malilani. it's in Malalan. Yes, it's yeah. in Malalan. You know it. I know. Oh, yeah. I'm on Google now, girl. I didn't know about this. Oh. <laughs> oh, it? it looks stunning. Yeah. I'm on Google. Yeah, it it is, looks eh? beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So um, that's, that's enough. Nice place. And there they also have um, a spa. So, of course, if you care for, you know, l- relaxation and just, you know, maybe a vacation type of vibe or just, you know, wanting to relax. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I- I'd-, I'd suggest that. And there's a spa where you can have a massage on the one day and it's close to the Kruger National Park. So mm-hmm. you could do um, a, gr- a game drive. Um, there are a lot of um, game drives that you can, you know, they'll pick you up. You don't need to be in the Kruger Park. You don't need to sleep there, rather. So mm-hmm. they'll pick you up um, in your hotel and then you go there for the day. Um, yeah, and with that, you've seen, um, you know, you've, you've, you've relaxed because that's the main, um, you know, that was the main aim of your trip. But then you've also at least seen some type of activities, which is the Kruger Park. Of course, it's one of the um, biggest attractions or biggest tourist, you know, place in the province. So I'd think that would um, be a good place. It is really stunning. And, you know, I'm actually looking at, you know, I'm checking for dates for this coming weekend. <laughs> it's like yeah. 1,000. It starts from 1,000. There's a, a, a suite that goes for 1.9 per night. And there's another oh, one that okay. the luxury forest, whatever suite goes for 2.6. So it's not as expensive. And I think it's affordable. Oh, yeah. It looks stunding. Okay, though, and it's not as, as expensive as I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is very stunning. It looks sure. stunning. Other than that, as you know, an option for accommodation, um, I'd say there's actually quite a nice place here in Nelspread, actually. Um, it's called Christie's at 32 on Russell. Um, it's, it, it, I, I like it because it reminds me of like I'm in some type of exotic island, mm-hmm. but it's literally in the middle of the, of, of the city. And um, yeah, it's, it's got a few pools. I think the, the way that the pool is kind of designed um, is really, really, um, I don't know, it, it's, it's, 
nice for Instagram photos. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. I like it. And they also have, I mean, the the accommodation, the, the rooms are stunning as well. Um, yeah, I felt like I was a little princess, um, <laughs> you know, being there. It was really nice. Um, and yeah, and then the the, the um, what is this? The um, is this right in the middle of Nelspruit? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, Christie's wow. at thirty two on Russell. It's right in the middle of Nelspruit. Yeah. Wow, so that's Lovely. nice. Yeah, that's the one where you did your famous bath shot, right? With your legs up in the yes, air. yes, <laughs> yes. That's the one. Stunning, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. So I think we've given our luxury travelers a lot of options for them to explore. Um, and then for someone who enjoys, like who's an adventurer, backpacker, who really wants to get busy and active and doesn't want to chill at the pool, what, what, what would you suggest for them? Okay. Um, I would firstly suggest, um, firstly staying, staying in Hraskop or Hazelview. Um, I think, if you're staying in those two um, towns, because it's close to the panorama routes and a lot of the attractions that would, you know, it's, it's ideal to be able to wake up and, um, you know, do the activities that you want to do. Mm-hmm. So I would say that um, in terms of accommodation, um, even though they may not be interested in the pool, I still think the panorama chalets in Haskell um it's very nice um it, well the thing is the accommodation itself is quite basic um very basic um but the pool is very very stunning um mm. it's overlooking it's overlooking the the Hraskop gorge so there where there's the um Hraskop gorge lift with the bungee jumping or zip lining uh-huh. so it's overlooking that area and the pool itself is is stunning but mm. the accommodation um is is quite basic i think Per night, um, it's roughly like um, 300 rand or 400 rand. Wow. Um, so that's that's on the cheaper side um, of things. And yeah, I'd, I'd say staying there would be an option. Okay. And uh, you know, I remember, I just remembered someone, because um, I think it was when I posted your your pictures or something, someone said to me, yeah, I've been to this place. I think you were at this, you know, at that pool that you're talking about mm-hmm. now. I said, nah, I was there. The pool is lovely, but the accommodation is basic. Yeah. And this is exactly what you are saying, that it's a place that exactly. I do for someone who's not really about the type of accommodation, but they really just want to be close to all those, you know, um, activities that that are done in that area. Exactly. Because I mean, from that area, you can literally um, go to the, so the Hraskop Gorge lift where you can do um, the the big swing and go down the um, Hraskop Gorge lift um, and zip line. That's mm. literally next door. So it takes you not even five minutes to get to. Um, mm. So it's a very central, you know, place in that sense. And also if you're looking to explore um, the the um what is this the three drawn Davos and the blade river canyon that's also not too far i think it's about an hour or 45 minutes drive from um that um you know from Crescope. Yeah. and yeah and also i mean if you are looking for adventure there's also um what is this um um quad biking and mm. paintballing and river rafting in Hazelview at mm. GZ Adventures. So yeah, I think staying in Hraskop and staying in the Panorama Chalets, um, you'd kind of get um, you know, everything that you need within your reach and also 
um, it's affordable. So it yeah. could make for a good, yeah, it could make for a good um, holiday, you know. Would you, would you suggest it for someone who's also traveling with kids? Would you think it would be awesome for, for those people as well? Because then there's quite a lot um, to do. Yes, true. I think if you're staying, it depends on what, um, you know, um, how old your kids are, firstly. Um, but I do think that staying in a place like that would be good because it also offers, you can, um, you're able to make your own food. So it's, it's mm-hmm. self-catering, mm-hmm. but there's a, there's a, um, a restaurant there. So you can also then do that, um, you know, um, have breakfast or have your meals at the restaurants if you, don't feel like cooking mm. but I also feel that the space is it's an open space and um there's enough what am I trying to say like the property is big enough for yeah, children for to, to, to play out to play uh, yeah to play mm. outside mm. so yeah I think it would be a good option for children as well okay. uh, if you try children so, yes so there are some people who say you know we really just want an, the experience uh, but budget, budget travelers, what, what do you suggest? I mean, some of the stuff that you've mentioned now, those are things that budget travelers and even the place that you suggested now, the, the Panorama mm. Chalets, those are places that budget travelers could stay at. Any other um, additional, you know, advice or, 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 or tips or that you would give to someone who says, I'm a budget traveler and I want to experience Mbumalang? Um, well, I'd, I'd say that. Firstly, if you're a budget traveler, try to travel in groups. Um, that will always help you um, with your budget to not use a lot. Um, but I also think here in the province, in terms of accommodation, um, well, firstly, in terms of activities that, um, you know, that Is when you're friendly? not trying to spend, yeah, yeah budget-friendly activities, mm. I'd say that quite a few of the places within um you know, along the panorama routes are actually budget friendly because um, the um, to go like a lot of entrance fees are roughly like, um, let's say, 20 rand, Mm. 30 rand. I think the most expensive would be the potholes um, and the potholes entrance fee is about 85 rand. So Mm. um, that's that's the most expensive, but it's still not too expensive. So I'd firstly say as a budget traveler, try to do those activities that are um um you know the entrance fee is low but also do the activities that are free to do like hiking mm. like you know just exploring places that um you, you'll still have a feel of the province you'll still be able to see um you know the beauty of it if you um do free activities um yeah that just require you to walk and yeah. to explore and then you know these waterfalls that you've been on <laughs> okay so there's so there are a few there are a lot um there's actually quite a few in the panorama along the panorama we took um between um okay let's start in sabi so in sabi there is lone creek falls um mm-hmm. it's one of the most popular and also most accessible falls um although the okay i'm not sure about now but I haven't been there in a while, but the road leading up to there mm. um, is not as they need to basically um, fix it because it's there's a lot of potholes. It's not <sighs> the best road to travel, yeah. you know, to, to to travel on. But at least the stretch is not too long leading up to the waterfalls, mm. um, and you can manage to get there with a small car. You know, okay. I drive a small car, and you know, I, I'm I can manage to get there just fine. But nice. those waterfalls are, are beautiful. Well, that waterfall is beautiful because, um, firstly, 
from the parking lot to get there, it's roughly, you, you walk not even five, let's say, yeah, about five minutes to get to the face of the waterfall. So oh, you thank goodness, down, no hiking. Yeah, yeah, no, no hiking at all. And you don't, you know, you, some people walk with slops, some people, mm. you know, you don't need to necessarily have a full hiking gear on and okay. have water, you know, but you can just walk. It's a simple walk and you can do that easily with children. Um, yeah, so I, that's one of the popular falls. So I really like um Lone Creek Falls, which is mm. um, in Sabi. And then between Sabi and Khaskob, um, there is Forest Falls. Um, and this is also, you can either hike there. The hike there is about four kilometers, or you can actually drive um, and just park your car right by the waterfall. Um, mm. So that's a very, yeah, so that's a, a very nice waterfall that I like. Mm. But my favorite waterfall in the province is mm. um, Lisbon Falls. So mm. Lisbon Falls is um, in Hraskop. It's literally about, I think, um, five kilometers away from the, the um, from the town, like the center of the town. And w- most people usually um, see Lisbon Falls from the top because from the parking lot, you see it from the top. Mm. But um, you can actually hike down, um, and if quite, quite a few people are doing it now, you can actually hike down um, to the face of the waterfall. And that hike is about four kilometers, four or five kilometers. Not so it's bad. not too bad. Um, mm. Yeah, it's not bad. But yeah, it's, it's, you, you do need to have comfortable shoes on and, you know, just be prepared that you're going to hike because it's not a flat surface. It's actually, um, you know, going down to down. the waterfall is quite a, a steep hill going down and, and then you must come back, back up again yes exactly yeah I think I but it's once you, yes but once you're there it's honestly very worth it um <laughs> i mean you can spend the whole day there and you can mm. even have like a little picnic there um yeah and it's the thing is because a lot of people um don't really know how to hike there or haven't tried to hike there rather um it's not it doesn't get as busy as the mm. other waterfalls so it's nice that I haven't, I think the, all the times that I've been there, there's been, let's say, an average of about like eight people, 10 people there. Wow. So it, it's, yeah, it doesn't get full at all. And well, yeah, when I was there and yeah, it's, it's, it's magnificent, magnificent. It's one, it's actually the, um, what is it? The biggest waterfall in the province. So it's about mm. 94 meters. Um, and yeah, it's, it's spectacular. So I would suggest, you know, if you want to do any waterfall in the province, Lisbon do that Falls. one. Yeah. Lisbon Falls would be one that I would recommend. The other day you were asking people on Twitter to share pictures of their, of waterfalls. And I was like, yo, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never been. <laughs> so maybe oh, I'll go. I don't, I literally don't. I remembered when I saw you post that, I was like, I don't have a picture. Sorry. I can't participate. <laughs> So I need to go to Lisbon Falls then. <laughs> yes, please, please, please do that. <laughs> and the, the nice thing about it is you actually plan travel for people, but we'll, we'll talk about that um, towards the end. So I just want to, to know then as someone who enjoys travel so much and has been to so many different places and so on, what for you makes the perfect trip? Um, I think the perfect trip would make going to a place where there's activities to do. So mm. I'm not a person that likes to go on resort, like to a resort to sit there for a week. You know, I don't, I, I don't find, yeah, I, I can't go to a place and stay in a, in a room. And even though mm. the room is beautiful and the resort itself is beautiful, I want to go out, you know, I want to go out and actually see 
the place that I am and mm. seeing the place means interacting with the people that live there um, and also just trying out the local type of food in a mm. sense that going to the cheapest places so not going to the um, the restaurant that's recommended um, you know on TripAdvisor or whatever yes. but just asking and being like oh I actually want to you know I'm hungry where do you where would you eat so because I usually ask the people um you know, whoever I interact with that, that mm-hmm. yeah, the locals, where would, where would they go? Um, and yeah, then I go to where the locals go. And yeah, so I think what makes a trip perfect for me would be being busy on a trip. Mm-hmm. I, I can yeah. see that. I mean, that comes through from your content that you love, love <laughs> adventure. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, and I was shocked by the way, when you did the gang, this, this um, dragon's bag, Oh, I was like, oh my God, you are on another level. <laughs> but so, so what advice would you give to someone who's, who's never traveled before? So a first time traveler and they're interested in, in you know, in, in exploring South Africa. What would be, a, you know, a few tips that you would give to someone like that? They don't know um, where to start. First, yeah, I think if you don't know where to start, it's always better to start with the area that you live in. Mm. So you know, start to what's closest to you um, because if, if it's something that you obviously haven't done before and you don't want to be spending so much money going to the furthest place, but finding out when you're there that, you know, traveling may not be a thing for you. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest that you try, um, yeah, try with basically explore your back backyard and also um, in terms of research and finding out what, um places are available mm. um social media has become i don't know like my go-to place in a sense that i'll look for um either hashtags of a certain area or a certain activity within mm. the province and then or within the country sorry and then i will then see what's available or I'll also then follow you know the tourism boards or people mm. that actually live um live in the area or um different types of hotels um you know people will pin will will pin um the location of where they are Mm. and then you can be able to then see their page and see where they have been and you know what type of activities are available and Mm -hmm. yeah and then start start with that but yeah and i'd say start you know small and start within your means especially Mm. within your means um Mm. and yeah from there then yeah, you know, um, expand and yeah, but you, nothing stopping you, of course, from going to a place that you've always wanted to go. Mm. But yeah, if you're looking to do it on a regular basis um, and not, you know, try, um, what is this, is go, go crazy and spend, uh, you know, a lot of money. Yeah, start with yeah, start local. what's reachable to you. Yeah, mm. start, yeah, start local, start with what's um, within your budget and mm. yeah, and always ask for information i mean um yeah just ask ask for information the information is already there on the internet people mm. are already there um nothing stopping you from asking and the worst someone can say is no or not respond but yeah i would just say 
just start. <laughs> yeah, I like that, you know, and you know, one of the most important thing uh, that you also mentioned, which is also a key thing for travel is, is, is the fact that people share where they are and that's how we get to discover places. But what I don't understand mm. is when people don't want to disclose the locations, they don't want to, you know, share where they are because I, I don't know what the reason is, but the thing is, you are hogging that information. You don't want to share it with people, but you saw it from somewhere or from someone. So exactly. is it not all about, you know, sharing so that people can also go and experience those places? It's, it's so weird. And, and but, uh, yeah, but I think, but I think with that, like as much as I hear you and I also agree to a certain extent is that it depends on um, what, like how you're using social media and you know, what, what type of, life you you trying to live because some people are um you know private about certain things and mm. you know they're entitled to that but then if you are a person that's trying to pr- promote travel and encourage people to do that um it wouldn't make sense to then not disclose mm. information that is going to help the next person to be able to do it on their own mm. okay yeah. i hear you i hear you so do you think us travel content creators should be creating, should be well um, in, encouraging people to travel now during COVID? What's your view on that? <laughs> um, yeah, that's a tough one. And yeah, I know I'm still encouraging people. Um, I think that, well, firstly, you just, you just, we just all need to um, be responsible about it. Be responsible in a sense that um, as much as we are traveling, try um, well, for, okay, I, I'm going to speak for myself because I think that's the, yeah, that's the only perspective I know right now. Yeah. Um, I think I, I, I like I've been traveling, yes, and I firstly, I travel mostly by myself. I think in the past um, few, few weeks now, mm. um, the past weekends, I've been traveling by myself. So there is that, that um, I'm alone. So whether I am at home or somewhere else, I'm mostly by myself. And yes, there are interactions with of course, that wherever I stop to do certain things or at the mm. hotel, at the reception. But I mean, that interaction would be similar to me going to, um, I don't know, somewhere um, to buy whatever essentials I need or grocery or whatever. So um, the, it, it, what I'm trying to say is that the pool of people that I'm interacting with mm. is the same that I would do mm. on a regular basis. Mm. So there's that. So um these um as content creators do need to be responsible in that way and also the activities that i do um are mostly outdoors so Mm. um it's it's also it's better to be outdoors and um be in a small group of people because when i do my hikes and i do things i'm either alone or like with a group of like about four people or so or maybe let's say six people on um you know and and I think that's it's still a small group and the interaction is still small. So if something, um, you know, like something, if something were to happen, like someone getting COVID or stuff, then we know that these are the people that we were mm. with. Then we know who okay. to tell. Um, yeah, we 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 able to get the information across um, faster than if it were a large group. But yeah, I feel that um, content creators right now. Um, should be I think we should always encourage people to travel and because I think that um, the tourism industry does need us Mm. Um, they need us to help them to um, get people to them Mm. so if we're not doing it um, 
how will they, um, you know, you know, yes, I know that they have their own ways of, of um, getting, what is this, like customers and people yeah. in and stuff, but they, they need all the, all the help all they, the can, help get. they can get. Absolutely. So um, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not discouraging any content creators to, um, you know, um, stop, stop, yeah, stop um, encouraging people to travel because, yeah, it's it, we we need to help each other and help the country, mm. um, yeah, mm. be in a better position than what we are right now. But obviously, having said everything, um, we should try to just do it responsibly and, mm. yeah. And uh, I guess always include that element of safety and how people can keep safe mm. while they're traveling. That makes mm. perfect sense. So this whole travel content creation, travel influencer thing, yeah. it seems <laughs> like you know there's so many. <laughs> Of, of, of these kind of people popping up everywhere, lots of people wanting to get into it. What is your advice to someone who say, I want to be a travel influencer or I want to be a travel content creator? So also, do you yeah. call yourself a travel this influencer? Actually, or do no, you? I don't. And I actually don't like, I don't like the word influencer. Yeah. But I also, you know what I think? I, I really see myself as a person that genuinely just liked traveling like mm-hmm. for the longest time. And then I obviously started, um, putting up information and stuff on or my photos and, you know, um, on, on social media mm. and that caught on. And obviously um, then with that catching on, I had to then um, find ways of sharing more information. So mm. making it, yes, of course, they're my experiences, but putting the information out there in a way that someone else can look at it and can clearly see that this is the place and using my captions wisely and seeing that, Oh, this is the information that this is how I can get there or this is how she did it. So there's a possibility, you know, of this and this, but um, yeah. So I think if someone really wants to do it, um, I think firstly, do not overthink it. Mm. Just start. Um, Everyone starts from somewhere. If you're going to start from, you know, one follower and one post start at it and keep going. But I Mm. also think, um, more than anything be yourself so don't yes we can always get inspiration from other people and you know find ways of maybe how to um um ideas of how to sell whatever we're selling or you know or get the message across in in a particular way but i think um you need to be yourself in doing it um and also being this influencer whatever thing start start with um what you have immediately because people always think that oh how are you how are you able to do it it's so expensive people look at my profile and they think how rich are you where is all this money and (laughs) i'm like i do not have it that's the thing but it's (laughs) it's all about it's all about um just starting with what you have i mean Mm. i don't have like the most expensive equipment and whatever i've been able i mean yes i have a drone and i have a dslr camera but um those are things I've had for a while, I think I've had the same lens. I only have one lens for my camera, mm. um, you know, and it's the same one I use for everything. Um, mm. And with the drone, I've had it for about three years now. So mm. I'm trying to make that, you know, um, last for as long as I can. So I'm not always looking for the most um, expensive. expensive equipment, but also mm. there are a lot of decent phones these days to start off with your phones. And I really just think... Um, yeah, if you want to, you know, get into the industry. I mean, I, I think um, me starting off, I didn't really think um, I'd see myself as a person that, you know, is in the industry like I am right now. 
mm-hmm. I just started sharing. So I think those things obviously take, um, go with time rather, and also go with consistency. Um, so just be consistent with what you're sharing and yeah, be, be, um, as you know, um, authentic as yourself as possible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, don't, yeah. And don't overthink it. Um, you know, yeah, don't, don't overthink it. Just do it. And the right people are always watching. Um, mm. you know, the message will be, will get across to the people that it's meant to get across, mm. um, you know, to, and yeah, do that. And also, you know, um, start having these conversations with people that are interested in the same things that you're interested in. Yeah. Um, in that way, they can obviously, um, help with just giving you a bit of advice for things or just, um, yeah, how they were able to start off. But yeah, I think that's the advice I'd give someone who's looking to be um, a content creator or travel influencer. I love that. Thank you. And I guess just do your thing. Do you, like you have said, just do you. Don't compare mm. yourself to other people. We're all different and you don't know how those people started. Just start with, with what you've got. Like it, Exactly. And it's, and it's never a competition. Like mm. travel is not a competition or being a content creator. It's not about that. It's about sharing the information um we all should want everyone you know to win we should all be encouraging each other to mm-hmm. um do better and you know um sharing each other's posts or whatever just it, it's it's more of being a part of a community rather mm-hmm. than um stepping on each other to get to the top because what is the top that's mm-hmm. the thing like this top that you really want to get to where is it like what's going to happen when you're there and yeah how do you know that you're there so (laughs) just keep doing yeah so just keep doing what you're doing and yeah yeah, don't overthink it awesome no thank you so much for that so you have a travel planning service that you also offer tell us a bit Mm -hmm. about that and how it works okay so yeah i have a travel planning service and i also create um well i host group trips so with the travel um planning it's basically so I this I kind of separated it from travel planning is mainly for someone who firstly um they want to travel somewhere. So um and that's specific that's the the place or the the location rather is dependent on the person um you know so so a person will come to me and they'll be like, Oh, I wanna go to for instance, um I don't know, Cape Town for mm five days and this is my budget. So I basically need, um, you know, the location or the type of experience that they want, um, mm-hmm. the budgets that, um, you know, we're playing around with. And then I will be able, then what I do is I um, formulate or compile, I compile, um, um, what is this, an itinerary. So it, yeah, a detailed itinerary of, um, you know, um, so now accommodation, what you can do, the activities that, that are have that that are offered and what you can do and plan that out for them to that best suits um of they course budget. the person and mm-hmm. how many yeah they budget the um how many people they're traveling with and everything so um with 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 after I've compiled that then um obviously I share it with them mm-hmm. and for that for that um what is this um service it's um two thousand rand so I charge basically two thousand rand to just um compile that and give you yeah to to put put together because i feel at times um people will want to go to a place but don't know where to start Mm -hmm. um so um because um i've i've been on a lot of trips and for me it's second nature to just 
know what to do and know how to find the information. Um, so in order to then help someone to take the load off mm. of planning mm. a trip. Mm. So you kind of then get, um, you know, a trip basically planned for you with the mm. itinerary. All you have to do is yeah, pack and go. It's so, it's so cool. Do you, do you then make the bookings for them if the person likes the itinerary or do they then make their own bookings? They make their own bookings. Okay, so I would then, the yeah. Details. Yes, yeah. Okay. So I don't do the bookings. I give them the details, but I would then um, liaise with the accommodation, um, you know, that they speak, that they are interested in um, mm-hmm. in in booking, and yeah, we'd go about it that way. But yeah, okay. in terms of the bookings, they would do it themselves. This is so cool. I'm gonna send all these people that send me DMs saying I must suggest things for. I'm gonna send them to you. They must pay you so you can <laughs> help them with this because I really don't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. That, that is awesome. Great. That is so so cool. And we get hold of you. I saw on your Instagram profile, uh, Dineo underscore Zonke. You do have your email address mm-hmm. there and your website. And, yes. and I mean, you're very quick with even DMs. Your DMs are open for people to you know just pop you a question if they've got you know something yes. they want to ask. So this, this travel planning service, I actually like that. It's not just limited to Mpumalanga, but it's it's wherever you want to yes. go. Hit Dineo up. Yes. Okay. Yes. So any last yes, thing, yes. is there anything about Mpumalanga that you want to say that I did not ask you about? Ah, uh, not at <laughs> all. But I think, I think um, what I would want to say is, um, because we spoke about the travel planning. So yes. what I'd want to say now is I also host um, group trips. Group trips, so yeah. In de- yes, yeah. So in December, I had a group trip to the province, um, to Mpumalanga. So I had a group of eight people that came to explore it with me. Um, and now I've just, um, um, put out or yeah, I've put out, um, a hike that I'll have in the Drakensberg, um, in, in and I saw it was, it was sold out like so quickly. Yes. Yes. I was so surprised. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. And it's actually a group of, um, black women. So I'm actually very excited about it. Yeah. So I'm excited with, you know, the, the type of, um, well yeah the 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 group that i'll have and i think it will be a very awesome experience because yeah i've been wanting to just do something like that um yeah and then there'll also be i mean yeah upcoming i think hopefully um in the next few days i'll announce another mpumalanga group trip that i'll host um which will be in april but yeah there'll be much more group trips and it won't only be um you know within Mpumalanga itself it will be um, Uh, other destinations um, Mm. and it's you know because I'm I enjoy adventure travel it Mm. will mainly be um, there'll be a part of yeah adventure to it so Mm. so, yeah it's not only relaxation it's you know getting out there getting sweaty doing the actual activities out there I love it awesome so (laughs) so thank you so much for that I think yeah and all the information is on your Instagram for people who are interested I Mm -hmm. mean you always post the stuff there I think look I I I like to do the Chica travel group trips once a year and I kind of been unsure about planning one now because of you know COVID I'm not sure what's you know I wait a bit or not so I think when I'm ready and we want to do Mpumalanga so you will be our person to go with us to all these places just don't make me hike but uh, <laughs> what <laughs> you need to hike Lelo uh, yeah, uh, like, yeah, hike, I can please. do my five six kilometers yes but when I think you are extreme but definitely take us to Lisbon Falls I think we'd love to go to Lisbon Falls 
Yeah, yeah, that would be yeah. great. Okay. So thank you so, so much, Zineo, for making the time. I really appreciate everything that you shared here. I think people are going to love the information. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, it was awesome um, chatting to you. And yeah, thanks so much, you know, just for the opportunity to be on your podcast and yeah, to share um, <laughs> my love for travel and just, yeah, speak with you. It's been awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. We'll see you on social media. <laughs> Sure. Thank you you very much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We will catch up again next week. But in the meantime, if you listen on Apple, please leave a review and comment. It helps other people find the podcast as well if you do that. So I appreciate that very much. And also you can find us on social media at Chica Travel Pod, hashtag Chica Travel Pod. Until next week, goodbye.